everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. We're happy to have you here. Um, today we're going to be talking about our future dreams, careers, why we chose our major, stuff like that. So let's just jump right into it. Okay, so we kind of talked about this a little bit either in our intro or one of our first episodes that um, each of us is kind of doing what the other, like our majors or what the other one would be doing, like kind of as a second choice. So my major is international trade. So kind of like global business management, um, but more on like the supply chain side of things because the college I'm in at ASU has two majors. So global management, then international trade. And mine is just a little bit more quantitative it's more quantitative data focused um as opposed to kind of the more management side but like the two majors learn pretty much the same thing like there's only a little bit of deviation in the last couple semesters so I basically chose that because before I like all throughout high school kind of like I did a summer program at ASU um, after my freshman year and we had to pick like mini majors and it was through Barrett Um, and so I picked supply chain management because that was like the only business one they had as an option and I found out that I really really liked it and so I was like okay when I get to ASU I'll just do supply chain management that seems like right up my alley and I knew that I wanted to do business because I had always kind of liked the idea and I was technically an entrepreneur because in elementary school I had a business Um, for pretty much like a year and a half and I like made seat cushions and pillows and blankets and things for my classmates and by the end of the year everyone in my fourth grade class had a seat cushion that I had made Um, and there were some very supportive class moms that like bought multiple things for me like gifts for people and stuff and it was a time anyway so I was like I'm gonna be an entrepreneur in real life too um And so that's like kind of how I went into business. Um, And then when I did my exchange to Ecuador after my sophomore year, so the following summer, I was, I found out that I loved interacting with people from other cultures and other countries in other languages and the whole international aspect. And I knew like, okay, I really want to travel for work, especially. Um, And so then when I found out about Thunderbird at ASU, which Thunderbird had is like the Harvard of international business, um, number one MBA in the for international business in the country. Um, and ASU bought it. So that was like super convenient for me. So I actually applied to ASU under supply chain because I didn't know that Thunderbird existed. Um, and then my dad had seen in the newspaper, just like an article about it. And he was like, oh yeah, you should look into this. So I did. And I switched, um, and I've been loving it so far. I love the community, like like like-minded people. And it says, since it's a global management degree, it's a very international school. So there's people from all over the world in my classes and stuff, which is super cool. Uh, That was so long-winded, but you can go. (laughs) No, that's good. So I also was thinking about going into business up till 10th grade. So sophomore year of high school. Before that, well, like till sixth grade, I wanted to be a veterinarian because I liked animals and I thought that would be cool. But then after that, I was like, well, business sounds cool. I really like leadership kind of stuff. Management was something I'd want to do. Um, So I kind of thought about that. And I still wasn't super set on what I wanted to major in. I was just like something business I feel like would fit me. But then I took biology my 10th grade um, and I really liked it. Like it sounds so nerdy, but I enjoyed the class. I had a good teacher, which helped too. Um, I liked the concepts we were learning about. And then 
so I kept that in the back of my mind. I was like, something STEM may work for me as well. And then senior year, up till senior year, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like kind of open to the idea of medicine, but I wasn't super set on anything. But then senior year, I took psychology and I really, really liked that. And it was like, well, okay, can I do something with psychology and biology? And then I came to ASU, I applied as a psych major, and then I added a neuroscience major to that. So now I kind of get to do both the biology and the psychology part of it. Right now, I'm a pre-health student, so I definitely want to go to med school. And that realization just came to me some sometime in senior year. I was like, I work well with people. I really want to make a difference in my community. I enjoy like the academic side of it. I'm really liking all the classes I'm taking right now, the neuroscience, I'm taking some chemistry. So yeah, after that, I came to the decision, I want to do med school. So that's what we're working towards right now. I'm also minoring in Spanish, which I think we've talked about before, and then cross-sector leadership, which sounds really fancy, but it's it's just a, like a, a second minor. It's the certificate. So oh, okay. like less than a minor. Yeah. Okay, I was like, I didn't know about this. This is new information. We have yeah. so much in common, but like biology for me just does not click. Like I think like base level interesting, but like the technicalities and of stuff, I just I really don't get it. It was the only class in high school I got to be in was in oh, bio. Yeah. Yeah, because Dang. like I just don't don't do that to me. <laughs> don't, don't be like, oh, you gotta be a Keisha. Remember, <laughs> we're honor students. We're better than that. Oh my god. Yeah, no, no, but it was annoying too because like I got an eighty nine and he just didn't round up. So that's frustrating. That's yeah, and that's like and of and it, my class was so competitive too that just that like put me farther down in the class rankings because like everyone in the top 10 had straight A's and also they hadn't taken as many artsy classes because um obviously those don't get the honor the honors weight or the academic weight um and so they just had more room for that so that just strengthened their GPA too which kind of sucked because obviously I was doing like band and Spanish and stuff so Same thing at my school. It was so competitive. We had a very big Asian population. So that rhymed. So like (laughs) everyone was super into academics. I wasn't super high on my ranking list, but I wasn't trying to be either. I just did well in my classes and that was it. Yeah. Were your parents pretty happy when you decided that you wanted to do medicine? Because obviously that's like so many parents dream. They're like, oh yeah, we want our kid to be a doctor. Because that's Mm -hmm. like, you know, then they can get so much money and take care of us in our old age. And, you know, they'll be totally fine. We can brag about them to all the aunties. (laughs) (laughs) And it's such a stereotype too, right? Indian kids can only go into law, medicine, or or like, or no, engineers, engineering, law, medicine, or engineering. Yeah. So they were actually really okay with me going into business because that's something I talked about for a long time and they were like yeah you can get your MBA and you have your options open you can basically do whatever you want from there so I didn't really get pressure from my parents at all which was really nice in choosing my career and then even psychology isn't a very standard science it's kind of like it's not as well known it's not chemistry it's not biology you know so when I told them I wanted to do psychology they're like okay that's interesting are you sure you want to do that are you going to get the opportunities you want with that so we kind of had that discussion but they were never forcing me into anything and I think it's worked out now where like I know what classes I'm taking I'm interested in the classes and I still can like you know get into med school with the degree I'm pursuing 
Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you're liking because like for sure, like I make fun of Vontika all the time. I'm like, sucks to be a STEM student because <laughs> like she has like all these awful tests and classes and stuff. And I'm over here taking like classes that are not super, super hard. Also just different. Um, but I like, I'm so happy. Like I only have to take one science class, like for, like for my major, cause I was able to transfer in like one credit for physics, but, mm-hmm. um, I probably take like geology or something like super. Right. <laughs> but then again, you're taking like economics, which I took that senior year and I hated it. So I could not sit yes. through that class. Even marketing doesn't appeal to me. I don't think yeah. I could do that. It's my marketing class was actually so great though. Like the professor was, was awesome. And it wasn't like what you think a marketing class would be like making posters and stuff like that. Like it was a lot more like the theory side, which a lot of people I think would say would be boring, but for me is really interesting. And I think you would like it because it's psychology. Um, like a big part of marketing is the psychology of like how you appeal to people and make them want to buy something. Um, yeah. So all that was all that was pretty interesting for me. And then about like you were saying about how your family like was always kind of open you everything. So I think my dad was always kind of like open, but my mom. So I was always very like creative, like growing up, like very arts and craftsy and stuff. She's just like, okay, so you want, you should be an artist. And so she had me like convinced and she told me, so there's this really famous university in Paris called, called the Sorbonne. And they're like renowned as one of the best art schools in the world. And so for years, I was like, I am going to the Sorbonne for college. I'm going to be a professional artist. Meanwhile, I never took an art class past fifth grade because it just didn't fit in my schedule. My, I was not amazing or anything. Like you have to be like really good and like obviously maintain it and practice a lot. And so like, I remember in like seventh or eighth grade or something, like I had like a little crisis. I was like, my whole life plan has to be changed. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm, I can't be an artist. I don't know what else I'm interested in. Like, I literally like, had a mini panic attack about it. And I was like, 12. <laughs> I was like, because I was like, this is not what I want to do anymore. So I think that's like, yeah, that's like the only thing where it's, it's kind of been like my parents like pushing me in one direction. But like, other than that, not really. They've been like, you know, do what you're interested in, what you like. So. Yeah. And I've had my fair share of breakdowns in high school as well. Before I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Like business sounds okay, but I'm not super passionate about it. I don't know like what else is out there for me. So definitely I remember during high school, I would like get so stressed out about that. And now looking back on it, I was like, girl, it's going to be okay. Like I figured it out. It's fine. But always in the moment, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. It's a lot of pressure too. Cause like, especially like so many people don't know what they want to do and they have to pick a major. And so like, it's really nice. I think ASU has the exploratory major Mm -hmm. where you can do lots of different classes and just kind of do your gen eds at the same time. So it's not super hard to get on a path once you figure it out. And that ASU like encourages people to switch your major and makes it easy because like a lot of colleges like they expect you to have it figured out um, and they don't make it easier to switch, which I think is unfair because, you know, at 18 years old, who's going to know exactly 100% what they want to do with their life? Like so many people, I think the statistic is like ASU students switch their major an average of three times. So yeah, there aren't that many people who stick from it from beginning to end. And even you, did you add your double major after the semester had started? Yeah, I actually added my double major this semester at the beginning of the spring semester. 
So I waited like the whole fall semester. I was just doing psychology. Then I looked at the neuroscience map because I took cognitive. No, I took introduction to cognitive neuroscience the fall semester. Really liked that. And I was like, well, I know there's a neuroscience major. I looked at the classes. They kind of overlap with psychology. So I was like, okay, it won't be too much to add another major. I can overlap on some classes. And yeah, so I added it. Next semester, I'm going to take my first like real neuroscience class that's on the major map. And that's just like neuroscience 101, which actually I reached out to my professor and I was like, since I took cognitive neuroscience last semester, do I have to take neuroscience? Do you think it's like the same class? And since he teaches both of them, I was like, you know the curriculum. So what do you think? Like, do I have to take it? Can I skip it? And he was like, well, I actually have an offer for you. And I was like, okay. And he was like, uh, I want you to be my TA for next semester because you did so well in cognitive neuroscience that it's going to be an easy class for you, but you'll get a nice perspective if you're teaching it. And I was like, whoa, okay. And so I kind of thought over it. And did I tell you about this? or have No, this is new. This You didn't tell me about this. Are you still doing the paid TA position? No, so this isn't paid. I'm going to be like enrolled in the class because I technically need it for my major math. But he said that I don't have to take any of the exams and I'll have to host review sessions. And so I'm actually kind of nervous about that, but I think it should be a good opportunity. He said that like he has no doubts that I should be able to do it, seeing how I did in his class last semester. I was like, okay, if he has confidence in me, I guess I'll also have confidence in me. Yeah, no, you'll do great. And especially since you're a tutor, like that's your, mm-hmm. like one of your jobs is a tutor. So like, yeah. you, I think you get, like kind of how to do it and you're working with college kids too so that's like easier as well but no that's exciting you didn't tell me about that yeah the most thing I'm nervous about is last semester in my class we had those kids who were like over the top you know they asked such deep intricate questions that even the professor was kind of like oh you don't need to know that for the scope of this class or like I don't know where you're going with that question kind of thing so if I get one of those questions I'll be kind of, I don't know what I'll do, but as long as the questions are basic, hopefully I should be able to answer them. So are you getting credit that you can actually use then? Not just like random credit? I'm getting credit for my neuroscience major math. And so since I'd have to take the class regardless, now I can take it and be a TA. So I'll get like a different perspective is what my professor said. Or the other option was like, I'll just take the class. And he said it would be an easy A for me. So, so this, this is the 101 class. This is, yeah, neuroscience 101. Oh, okay. So I, because I thought he was saying that he wanted you to TA for the intro to neuroscience. And I was like, well, then you're oh. retaking the class. Right, right. Yeah. And so he said I could TA for neuroscience 101 because there is that overlap with the other neuroscience class I took last mm-hmm. semester. Yeah, no, that's exciting. And to like be offered, like you didn't have to approach him or anything, like he approached you, like that's really nice. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And so what would be, what's your like dream career right now? Or if you don't have an idea, what's something you could definitely like see yourself doing or like essential elements of a job Mm -hmm. that you want to have? So obviously medicine, that's like what I'm totally into right now. And I want to, we've talked about this as well. I want to be an OBGYN, but again, I'm not super set on that because I have like eight, 10 more years of school in front of me. So that can always change. But I like the idea of working in a hospital a lot because you get new cases all the time. You're not working with the same patients every day. 
Um, You're being influenced by Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) I think so too. Like, where am I getting these ideas? TV shows. I don't know if that's the most reliable resource. Also, guys, if the podcast ever ends, it's likely because of Antica's swimming in med school homework and we just (laughs) don't do it anymore because it's not going to be for me for sure because like I'm not doing anything crazy like that. We we still have some time before that, at least three years. So hopefully um, we don't have to worry about that for a while. But yeah, I want to work in a hospital and what was I going to say? Oh, I feel like the most vulnerable populations are also like they get admitted to the hospital. It's so like sudden sometimes or that's where they need the most care. So that's where I'd want to work. Um, I'm really good with staying in Arizona. I love the weather here. I have family. It would be so convenient. And like there are some good hospitals that are coming up around in the area. So I would not be opposed to that. But then at the same time, I'm like, I'm restricting myself. I haven't lived anywhere else except Arizona. Maybe I should explore a bit more. But also there's a good Hispanic population here. I'm minoring in Spanish. So that would also be helpful. And in the same vein too, like, have you thought about um, volunteering, like taking a couple months off every couple of years and doing like Doctors Without Borders? And then you could like even go to India and use those Mm -hmm. languages. Because I mean, us aside from with your family, you don't really get to. Um, Have you thought about that? So it's kind of been in the back of my head, but since the process of med school is so long, like even just taking a year off pushes you out that much more before you're actually starting your career. So I've thought about taking a gap year after my undergrad, and I know a lot of people do that. So maybe that's something I, I haven't like I haven't made my mind up on anything, but that could definitely be an option. Take a year after my senior year, travel the world, maybe do doctors of borders, Peace Corps, something like that. And then get yeah, I was, and I was, I was also thinking like, once you have your career established, like just kind of as like a goal to have to be like, oh yeah, like every couple of years, I want to take a couple of months and like volunteer somewhere. Yeah, no, that that's definitely a cool idea. Haven't thought too much about it. What about you? What are your ideal aspects? I know you talked about travel. Yes, definitely. Travel has to be a part of whatever whatever I'm doing. If like people ask me like what my dream job would be, it would honestly be like being a travel blogger or something, Mm -hmm. which is has nothing to do with business, but it just seems like so great. And like, it's writing and I love writing and you get, I was gonna like, say you'd be so good at it because those book reviews you do right now too that's kind of the same just like writing reviews about something or your thoughts and oh, you're yeah. good at those thank you side story so ASU Barrett has like a book blog and I applied to be a staff writer I was rejected though <laughs> I mean looking back at the review I submitted like I can see maybe why because I like I kind of gave away the story in the review, but like, I just like got really into it. Um, so I'm going to apply next cycle. Um, but also it seems like they really only accept English majors. Like if you look at all their staff writers, like they're a little bit biased. Um, they like say they kind of want a diverse staff, but like, it's definitely mostly English majors. So, but anyway, so yeah, travel blogging would be like a dream thing, but I doubt that's going to happen. Um, and you know, maybe I'd get bored of it and not be super satisfied, But um, from the business side of it, obviously I said I really like supply chain. So something in that like management position, um, 
I know being like a representative for a company, like going to other countries and talking with clients and stuff, but like in a B2B context, not necessarily B2C. Um, so business to business instead of business to customer. You saw the confusion on my face. I was like, I'll pretend I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like going in, going to talk to people, because I really want to be able to use my languages. Because if you don't mm-hmm. use them, you lose them. Um, mm-hmm. That rhymed. <laughs> um, and so I definitely like want to be speaking other languages all the time. Um, if possible, working in an international office. So like maybe with an American company and another country I mean it doesn't even have to be an American company like I would work for a company of any nationality really um yeah so it's anything that lets me travel use my languages um and like be interacting with people which I think most jobs do (laughs) so Yeah. yeah And so I know we've both talked about we want a family and like we want to settle down at some point. So is travel still going to be on your radar, like when you have a family or do you have a place in mind that you want to settle down? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think the way my parents did it was really good. So like we did a lot of domestic trips until we were old enough to really appreciate overseas trips, because obviously overseas trips are really expensive. So we didn't go anywhere internationally until my youngest sister was I think 12 or something so definitely was gonna remember the trip and really appreciate everything we were doing and seeing so I think I definitely have um the same approach traveling with my family like that too um but like before having a family, like I definitely want to be able to do a bulk of the travel because it is harder to travel with kids and stuff. So um, definitely. Yeah. And I know we've talked about before that, like, I am not sure how I feel about like my kids growing up here. Like, I think there are better places, like even, even just Arizona, like outside of Arizona is not great with education. We have such low funding per student. So if in the United States, a different state for sure. And if not the United States, then um, somewhere else. Cause I think having like your kids have an international education um, is really important for sure. And if it was in the United States, I would definitely try and find like a bilingual school. And there's lots of, because there's obviously diplomats and everything from all countries, there's a lot of like international schools in other countries. So um, probably something like that for sure. But I always foresee myself like retiring to Arizona because I do love it here. Um, And I think I definitely like want to die in Arizona. So (laughs) I'll come back here at some point, if not more during my adult life. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. So like I said before, Arizona is a very good option for me. I love the heat, even in summer. Like it doesn't bother me. I right now I sit outside in the sun every day while I eat my lunch. I love the heat. So I couldn't do anything on the East Coast. I can't do the snow. Um, I could do California. I could do Texas, like New Mexico, all these Southwest states. But at the same time, I don't want to box myself in. I don't want to set like, oh, I can't handle the snow. So I'm going to cut out all these states or cut out all these countries. Like I should definitely try it is what I think. But what I'm thinking right now is I'll obviously finish my undergrad right here in Arizona. I want to go to med school somewhere out of state because I did do my undergrad in state. I saved the money for that. So hopefully I could be like spending it for my med school. I'll go to a school like I want to go to that obviously has like the speciality I want, stuff like that. But then I would 
I would like gain more independence because I'm not right by my family. I would get a sense of like, you know, just how to live in a different state. And then seeing where that goes, I can always come back to Arizona or I can find a job somewhere else. Yeah, like for me, like I definitely, I think before I get married and have kids, I definitely want to be living abroad. Like Mm -hmm. as soon as I can get out of Arizona in the U.S., the better. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, And then kind of we'll decide later down the line. And I think we both too, we want to get married and have kids a little bit later. And especially for you, because you're going to be in middle school, like Mm -hmm. until your late twenties. And you want to make sure you can establish your career first and everything. So like for me, like I, I think I want to have at least one kid before I'm 30, at least one. Yeah, that probably won't happen for me. Cause like you said, I'll only be getting married in my late twenties. And then I don't want to like get married and have a kid right away. Unless it depends on how long I've known the guy. So many factors involved. Exactly. But yeah. I know we I want to, to find, be- we have to find husbands first. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got that handled. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. So I've always wanted to have kids for sure. At least two. Cause I, the idea of siblings is so important. I grew up with a younger sister. We're super close. We're only two years apart. And so I definitely appreciate that. And having like a best friend for your whole life that you're kind of just born into, you know, um, that's definitely nice. So I want my kids to have a sibling, at least two kids. And then on top of that, like, I love kids. I want to be a mom so bad that I know I can't stop at just two. But then if I have three, I feel like one's always going to be the odd one out. So then do I have to have four? And then I feel like four is pushing it. For my experience with three, I would just say three of the same is hard. But if it's like two boys and a girl or two girls and a boy, I feel like it works a lot better. But three girls, I tell you what, like the fighting that ensues and the Mm -hmm. just someone being left out, definitely the case. But I think if it's like two girls and boy, two boys two boys and a girl that works really well but then again if I have two girls and a guy I feel like the boys always left out who does he like hang out with the girls are always going to be close and then if it's two boys and a girl then the girl doesn't have anyone you know yeah I think general principle I definitely support even numbers um like I wouldn't I wouldn't do three it either have to be two or four for me and I want twins because twins run in my family so I have a I think like a 50% chance having twins. So like I put out all the karmic energy that when mm-hmm. I have kids one day, I definitely want twins, preferably two girls, um, yeah. and identical twins run in the family. So I probably wouldn't have fraternal twins anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, two girls would be my preference for sure. Twins would be so nice, but like the chance of that happening for me is so low that I haven't really thought about it, but that would be really nice. You know, just get your babies done at the same time. Exactly. Only have to push them through once. <laughs> Exactly. But I I honestly can't see myself stopping at two kids. I mean, maybe that's just me saying that because I've obviously I haven't had kids or anything. And like, maybe two, I'll be like, this is so hard. So overwhelming. I'm just done. But like, I love kids so much. Like I, I exactly. find it hard to believe that I would stop. Same thing with me. But and then again, it's depending on our husband, like what, what kind of family he wants to have as well. But. Exactly. Exactly. Although I think ultimately on that, we get the last say since we're the ones, you know, carrying the children. No, for sure. For sure. Would you adopt? Yeah, I'm not opposed to adopting. I want to have my own kids if I can, because I think it's the process of being pregnant is something that I want to experience and is like a life changing moment kind of thing. 
But obviously, if I can't have my own kids, I would definitely adopt. I'd want to adopt them young, though, because I want to raise a child. Like, I love babies. I want to be a neonate. Like, I want to deliver babies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'd want to have my own newborn baby. But I, if I need to adopt, I'd adopt at a young age and, you know, raise the kid from there. Yeah, I think, I think for me, like, if I ended up adopting, it would honestly be older kids. Because also, like, I think the thing with adopting is babies are always in demand. Like you can always like, and it's even hard. Like there's wait lists to adopt a baby, but then there's all these older kids that need, and not even like that much older, just like four five, six kind of thing. And I think so many of those kids get left behind that, you know, they get stuck in the foster system kind of thing, which is so terrible. Um, So I think if I adopted, I would definitely try and adopt older kids. Um, And if they're young enough too, you're still, you still have a chance to have a big impact on their life. So um, yeah, that's like my view on that. I agree with that. There are so many kids out there that do need your help and the foster system is not very, it's not a nice system. Like no one wants to be stuck in that. Yeah. It's so crazy, though. The future is such an unknown thing, and it can change based on anything. Like, who knows what decision you make today could affect, like, what happens five years down the line. Yeah, so and I, like, I, I'm such a planner aheader. That's definitely not a word. Planner aheader. Like, <laughs> so, like, not having any sort of idea what's happening in the future, like, stresses me out. So that's, like, why I kind of have, like, rough sketched out idea just because like not even thinking about it isn't an option for me because I love looking to the future which like is also hard because I I definitely try and stay present um, and enjoy things as they are but it's really hard for me because I'm always definitely looking like what's next what's coming yeah for sure and I think that's a good way to live too that way you have a plan for yourself you have motivation you have goals passions not to say that living in the moment is bad because you should definitely do that as well and appreciate what you have But it's nice to have things to look forward to at the same time. Exactly. And then you mentioned that you were thinking about maybe doing Peace Corps or something. Peace Corps is definitely something I'm like seriously considering um, probably after I do my master's degree because I'm doing a four plus one. Um, But if I wasn't doing a four plus one, then it is good to go um, in between um, bachelor's and master's. But since mine kind of rolls kind of all into one, I'll probably do it for a year after that and I I don't know exactly where I want to go but I do I want to be in like the education and kids sector because I think you know how there's like kind of a list of jobs you could see yourself doing I could definitely see myself being like an elementary school teacher so I think just doing that for a year for like Peace Corps um, would be really great. You should look into Teach for America too which it I think it's an international organization it's not just for America but they like you're a teacher for underprivileged students or students who like need the help and then they deploy you everywhere because that's something I was looking into I can also see myself being a teacher I'm a tutor right now it's what I do so I was like again Avantika and I are just the same person like it comes up all the time I know it's yeah but you you should look into that I think you might like it yeah I feel like I feel like I've heard of that before Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also I want to apply for Fulbright, um, for be a Fulbright fellow, not the research, but um, the English teaching assistant somewhere. And the nice thing about that is you can kind of like 
rig the system in your favor in your favor because they give you percentages of acceptance rate per country. Um, and so if you just apply to a country with a higher acceptance rate, then obviously you have a good chance of going. So being strategic that way. You gotta play the system for sure. Yeah. And I feel like especially since I'm not super inclined to learn certain languages, I feel like like kind of spending the time to like actually study them and stuff, I feel like doing the Fulbright in one of those countries would be really good because then I'm like forced to learn the language kind of thing. And it's not, and it comes along with the experience. It's not like I have to dedicate time to it while I'm doing school. Um, Right. Kind of do it. So like, that's kind of really appealing to me also. Yeah. It's so exciting that there are like so many possibilities out there. Serious. We both have a big list of things that we want to do. Yes, very, definitely very ambitious. And we're like go-getters too. So like, I think a lot of freshmen don't, I mean, for Barrett students, obviously again, higher likelihood of like getting involved in a bunch of stuff your freshman year, doing a bunch of research, getting, mm-hmm. but like the average fresh college freshman probably yeah. wouldn't do all that stuff, but we like, <laughs> we're already both in like 10 clubs and like, we know what mm-hmm. we want to do for like, after we graduate and everything like that. Yeah. But freshman year is almost over. We talked about this in the last episode too. But this year kind of flew by. Yeah. But at the same time, drag as well. It was just such a weird year. Mm-hmm. It's we seriously only have like four or five weeks left, and then yeah. it's summer finally. And then only three more years, and then we're done with bachelors. Like then what happens? Yeah. Well, I know what happens for me. I mean, well, I, the right. thing is, and like you also so <laughs> thankful not to be a STEM student. You have to worry about applying to med school. Like since I'm doing four plus one with ASU, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't even think I like have to apply to it kind of thing. Like my, I, cause I talked to my advisor about this at our meeting for registering for fall. She's like, oh yeah, we just have to like set up a meeting and me fill out a sheet and then you're in. So I like that don't even have so to apply to school. <laughs> yeah. That takes a lot of stress off of it. That's really great. Not the same story with med school that that's competitive, but you know, I don't want to worry about that right now. We still yeah. got like two years. And I'm sure you'll get in like where you apply to and you're going to be being applied to multiple. So definitely you'll be good. Song of the week. We almost forgot again. We need to really like get in the habit of this. Um, So the song I've been listening to on repeat this week is KC by Camilo because his new album came out last week um, and by like, two days after it came out like okay so he had released a bunch of the singles beforehand um and then there was like four new songs and by like two days after I already had like the new four songs memorized like he's my favorite artist I've listened to the album probably like 12 times by now like I love it but yeah no Casey is my current favorite Mm -hmm. um and it's just like so upbeat and like very like summer kind of Jamaican kind of style vibes um and yeah, no, it's so happy and I love it. So Ahantika, what have you been listening to? Yeah, my vibe is completely different. I don't know what happened in the last week, but I was just in a really Disney mood. I was listening to Disney music a lot. So going off of that, my favorite Disney movie is Tangled. And so then one of my favorite Disney songs is probably I See the Light. <laughs> yeah. Or the other one, When Will My Life Begin? That's a good one yes. too. So 
I listened to that a couple times this week. I don't know why though. Like Disney just, I think it had been such a long time that I didn't listen to Disney music that I just got a craving all of a sudden. And then I was yeah. listening to it. It's just so nostalgic too. And like the yeah. songs are just so well-written. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite Disney song too? Like of all of them? A hard one. Because there are so many good songs out there. It definitely has to be on the top of my list. It's like at least in my top five. I think I've told you this story before. My favorite Disney song, hands down, is A Whole New World. Um, Because in my preschool class, I used to get up in front of the class and sing that pretty much daily. um, Because they had like the little CD player with it. And so I would just like click play and like sing it. (laughs) That's a good one. We used to sing that on our bus, on our bus rides, like our band bus rides. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Band kids. Band kids. My second favorite is definitely Won't Say I'm in Love though. Cause that's just love that song. Absolutely. Yeah. Love Hercules, Hercules is up there with one of my favorite Disney movies too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we hope you guys enjoyed like kind of hearing about why we chose our majors, what we're looking forward to in the future, kind of our goals, dreams, aspirations, all those things. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Friendship in a Time of Coronavirus. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review telling us what you think.